It is a perversion of our standards and it's making it lower. And if we don't celebrate the perversion, then we are persecuted for it. Right. And I think, you know, yeah, bring on the persecution right. because I'm going to stand for biblical truth and what God has set down for me and good morals and protecting your kids, for right. Pete's sake. You know, there has to be certain standards and limits. Now, God has already set standards and we should be listening to those uh, mm-hmm. clearly about morality yeah. and what's right and uh, not being drunk and so on and so forth. We got to keep those rules. We got to be serious about those rules. Yeah. I'm Bill McMinn. Senior Pastor of Beagleville Bible Church, and this is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's Word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living, and we love to do it. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life, this is what we're all about. I'm Bill McMinn, along with Adam Page. This is the Way to Go podcast. We're glad you're here. And one of the things, actually, I wanted to talk about is a little bit of the moral collapse that we're seeing in our world today. I think sometimes it's good to point some stuff out. And really, the show is kind of about pointing things out. And one of my concerns is I see, I mean, this has been going on for, I mean, my whole life. It's things that, let's say you're, you're 30 years old, things that you couldn't even imagine at 20. You get 40, things you couldn't imagine at 30. It just gets worse. I mean, yeah. the, the things that are allowed, the things that are going on, and I could just throw out a random thing. Uh, eight-year-old little boy uh, goes into a, a bar dressed in drag and gets applauded, yeah, throws it on YouTube, and gets nine million views. Now, that our world is not like up in arms. Like, how does that video? Number one, how is that video even allowed to be up on any platform? Yeah. And, and accept that it's normal that, that a little boy is dancing and flaunting himself in front of men collecting $1 bills. And and we're treating this like it's normal. And I'm looking at this saying, and this is one crazy world. Yeah. That's all I can say. It's really, really crazy. Well, I think it's, you know, like Romans 1 talks about perversion and, you know, uh, people kind of doing their own thing. And I think that's how, how it's come. Um, it's come to, you know, you do what you want as long as it doesn't hurt me, then we're okay with it, you know? And even to the point now that if you don't agree with, you know, something like that, uh, then you're the person that's wrong, right? You're the one that should be wrong and we should be celebrating all that kind of stuff, which I don't think is true. I think you have to come back to biblical principles on these kind of things. You have to have a moral standard to be able to hold up to. Right. I mean, you could take legalization of pot. Yeah. I personally don't think that it should be legalized. Why? Because uh, it kills brain cells and it kills ambition and it's not good for you. And uh, by and large, it's just it's just a bad deal. And, and here's the thing. Once you legalize something, then you're encouraging more people to do it. It's like a speed limit. Mm-hmm. Why do they put a speed limit of 65 or 75 or 55 or 35? Because they know every one of their brothers going 10 miles an hour faster. Honestly, yeah. I mean, you know, they are. It's like whatever you set the speed limit at, most people are going to be a little bit faster. Yeah. They don't tend to go under the speed limit. Some do, but not many. They're going to go over it. This is the way that I look at laws in our world and the rules that we have. It's like, well, yeah, you have certain rules to discourage behavior that's bad for society by and large, and because you don't want them going further. 
Pot is a gateway drug. That's a fact. Mm -hmm. I mean, the people that are in, uh, coming out of addiction that have talked to me said, clearly that's how they started and led ultimately for them to cocaine or, or crack or heroin or whatever it was. So I look at it and say, no, leave the laws against pot. Leave leave them alone. And let's Mm -hmm. just say it is the people who smoke pot, you're going to discourage people from doing it. You're always going to know it's going to be out there. Mm -hmm. You're going to discourage people from doing it. Employers don't have to have a battle because they can still say, no, we find it in your system. You're going to lose your job if you're a driver, if you're a worker and so on and so forth. And we don't have to change all that. Just leave it there because it's at a certain point to me, legalizing it makes it worse. Uh, Legalizing prostitution is not going to make prostitution better. It's just going to encourage it. If we look at prostitution and we say prostitution is bad for society, why in the world would you legalize it? For any reason. I mean, it shouldn't be, it just shouldn't be legalized because all it's going to do is create more of it. And if you're already saying it's bad for society, keep your speed limit. There has to be certain standards and limits. Now, God has already set standards and we should be listening to those uh, Mm -hmm. clearly about morality and what's right and uh, not being drunk and so on and so forth. We got to keep those rules. We got to be serious about those rules. Yeah. I think there's, you know, maybe my opinion's a little bit different on some things, but, you know, I think there's, you know, especially when it comes to marijuana, I think there's CBD oil and how it can actually help medicinally. But when you get into actually smoking marijuana and doing that, I agree with you. I think it, it's something that it, it is a gateway drug into something else. And I think that they need to have harder restrictions on the dispensaries and those that are actually writing prescriptions for it. You know, there may be some people that get help, but I don't think that everybody that is getting these prescriptions is a vet who's gone through these things or has back pain or whatever it is. You know, it is being used to get high. Why don't we just make uh, Percocet over the counter? Yeah. Right. Why don't we make Percocet over the counter? Because it's going to lead to problems. And and the same reason we have these rules. And by the way, this show is not even about marijuana. It's just an example of any law that's set in society, society is going to go one side of it. I found this out as a youth pastor. Sometimes I had to be strict because I knew, I knew I wasn't really looking for it to be that strict. But if I wasn't strict, I knew everyone was going to be on the other side of that line somewhere. And if I didn't want them 10 miles on the other side of the line, I couldn't keep changing the line. I had to have it. And that's what I look at our society. We don't want society 10 miles over the line and, and we just keep changing it, changing it, changing it, changing it. At some point, we we have to accept some standards are out there. Now, when we encounter people and, and whether uh, you could talk to somebody about uh, legalization of uh, prostitution, uh, California's laws that are protecting uh, sex with minors, uh, which is a horrible, horrible, horrible decision uh, in California. Uh, Joe Biden not discriminating against a transgender person, even when they're eight years old, and so on and so forth. When I when I encounter these things, I do want to be understanding. Like I don't yeah. I don't want to just you know come down. I'm not here to fight with people. I'm not here to argue with people. But I'm here to understand and help people understand. Hey, some of these things there's a problem here. Like we're accepting yeah. like everything. It's like we live in a society. It's almost like are there any boundaries? It doesn't seem like it. Right? I I mean there really should be a standard there because. You know, a sex with minor is, you know, statutory rape. It's right. wrong. It's something that shouldn't happen. And I think parents should be concerned that, you know, if you've got a, a 10 year, 11 year old daughter and, you know, some creepy guy comes along, you know, who's, you know, in his, you know, his mid twenties, you know, 
legally in California, if they consent, it's okay. Who's right. to say that she actually consented or was bullied into it? Well, here's this, <laughs> this is what we're actually facing in our world today. It's nonsense. It's rubbish. And by the way, it's 14 years old is the limit down. So you can be up to 24 years older. If okay. you're 24, it's a 10 year limit. What the gay community was arguing was like, look, you're being harder on us than you are the heterosexuals. Yeah. So we think the laws, you know, we shouldn't have to go on this automatically go on the sex registry as an offender. If we have sex with someone within 10 years and, and we have sex with a minor, then that shouldn't be something that we automatically go on the uh, sex offender or offenders list. But somebody else, if it was heterosexual, they don't necessarily because the judge has discretion. Now, what I would argue with is why was there any discretion in the first place? I'm not going to argue with the gay community says, well, let's yeah. make it fair, whether it's gay sex or heterosexual sex. I'm like, okay, my argument is how in the world can you say that a 24-year-old man having sex with a 14-year-old girl is not statutory rape yeah. or a man with a man or a, a woman with a, a, a male student who's 14 or girls and girls. How in the world could we ever come to a point? I would say my argument would be they should that there should have never been any discretion in the first place. What I would have done in making the legislator say, hey, you know what? You're right. They shouldn't have that option. The judges should not be saying you don't have to go on the sex offenders list, right? Yeah. It's I, a registry. I think the word I was trying to say is yeah, a, like a sex a offenders registry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's something that I, I'm just amazed that people don't are not okay with 18 and above and consensual. I mean, 18 is when we're able to go and fight. 18 is when you're considered an adult. It's 18 is when right. you can, you're able to vote, you know, and you can drive and you can do all these other things. Why do we need to change it to be any lower? It, it is a perversion of our standards and it's making it lower. And if we don't celebrate the perversion, then we are persecuted for it. Right. And I think, you know, yeah, bring on the persecution right. because I'm going to stand for biblical truth and what God has set down for me and good morals and protecting your kids for right. Pete's sake. You know, I mean, haven't we seen, you know, to catch a predator, right. you know, that old show where they would catch guys, you know, who are going to have, you know, or women that would try to have sex with, you know, minors. It was ridiculous. It was right. perverted. That's why right. it was such a big success. They were happy to get these people. Right. And now we're saying it's okay. You right. know, I think we, you know, as, as men, you know, and as women, we should be able to stand up and say, this isn't right for our kids' sake. Right. And say, we need some changes here. Right. Well, I think a lot of us in the East and Midwest have probably been scratching our heads about California for a long time anyway. But I, I look at this kind of stuff and say, but that is the general uh, direction that the country is going to be taking. I would say you should be protecting minors. Yeah. This, this isn't even a question. They're a minor. Some person touches. If I had a 14 year old, 15 year old, and there's an adult that takes advantage of that. My goodness. I was taught in ethics when I was in seminary. You never, even adult to adult, you never as a man take your position of leadership and use that to gain sexual favors from a woman. Yeah. You would never do it. I mean, you're talking about that kind of stuff would, would lose the licenses at time from people who are lawyers or doctors. You don't do it. it. It's unethical. Why in the world should an adult be able to use the infatuation of a young person towards them, which would be pretty common, against them? Yeah. That, that's the kind of stuff where I'm looking at. Our political leaders are championing this. Yeah. 
That's a major problem that I have. They are championing this kind of behavior. The legislators are saying this is okay. That's a major problem, Adam. I, I, don't, I don't understand how it can be correlated between the, the Me Too movement that was there, and you have people like Matt Lauer and Roger Ailes who were, you know, tricking and pushing women into having sexual favors for advancement in their career. And we, we look down on that so much and Harvey Weinstein, all these guys, right. but you know, then when it comes to little kids and we move a couple years past it, now it's okay. Right. You know, and, it, and it's from the same group. So like, how can you celebrate one and say the other one is completely horrible? Right. It doesn't make sense to me. No, I, I absolutely, that's logic. That's just smart thinking, and that's not what we're seeing today. And it's, it's driving me crazy. Uh, Kamala Harris, who's the potential uh, vice president, depending on how the election goes on November 3rd, is for decriminalizing prostitution. Now, she says this. Listen, if a woman's exploited, then no, I would I would disagree. In other words, a woman's trapped in, sex trafficking, you know, obviously uh, she wouldn't agree with that. But if it's consensual between two adults, she's okay with an exchange of money for sex. Now, my question would be, how is it ever, 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 ever okay? How in the world is this not seen as exploitation, not taking advantage, and put it for some poor woman to say, oh, yeah, it's consensual because they're in a economic situation in which they don't have choices, and we're going to legalize this, glorify this? I'm telling you what, Adam, there's going to come a day when there are two dads talking, and they're going to talking about their daughters, and one dad's going to say to the other, hey, what does your daughter do? Oh, she's a prostitute or sex worker. And the other dad's going to, wow, that's really great. That's how warped our society. Yeah. This, this is the trajectory of where we're going without revival, without a change in our thinking, without us like kind of like slapping ourselves in the face to wake up. This is the kind of place that we're headed. You don't legalize something that's going to ultimately damage women. You don't end marriage. It's it's a, this is this whole thing of prostitution, man. This is the breakdown of the home. Guys shouldn't be leaving their wives and doing this kind of stuff. This is this is nonsense. It should not be legalized. I can't support a party who's going to legalize something like this. I can't do yeah. it, and I wouldn't do it. Well, and these and the women that go into these things thinking, you know, maybe I'll make some more money, making extra money, you know they have a pimp, they have someone who cares, you know, for all their money. They're not making much money. They've got somebody that's bossing them, hooking them to drugs so that they are, they are suckered into this as a right. lifestyle. Right. And when they have kids, you know, then how do you deal with that? The kids are either aborted or, you know, the kids have to go off to somebody else to be taken care of. And, you know, it's creating more and more problems. And these kids, you know, end up being in group homes or different things. And when you come across to the other side of the world, you have women that are in prostitution that are, that are forced into it. They have girls. The boys are sent off to be adopted. And the girls, you know, are aborted. And the girls are kept from infancy, they're raised up and taught to become the next prostitutes. Right. That's human trafficking. That's right. obvious that it's right. wrong. So why would we say that this is an option for a career where if you talk to a prostitute, they want anything but to get out of this kind right. of career. Right. There's Christian ministries that pull women out of prostitution and you know they are addicted to drugs. They're, they're, they're struggling financially and their, their head's not right. They were probably right. abused. And it, Right, to glorify this. These are like people who need counseling, not people that should be encouraged. Right, like, hey, 
you're 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 like a celebrity. You're like a college athlete. You're like, no, this is immoral. It's wrong. I think I had a problem with uh, Joe Biden saying to the mom who asked about. I, I forget. It's like little girl wants to become boy. Little boy wants to become a girl. How yeah. was eight years old? Uh, they want to change their gender, and he says, "Oh, you're not allowed to discriminate against that." And he's going to change the law. Now, changing the law means this, that you're, let's say if you're born a male, so your your sex is male. And mm-hmm. by the way, that's also your gender. And you get gender confused, even at eight years old, that there can be no single sex, like, uh, let's say, a homeless shelter. Yeah. No gym. No bathroom. That if you are as a boy identify as a girl, then you you're gonna they're gonna change the law to allow you to use that bathroom. Now this is the kind of stuff. This, this is gonna open the door wide for perversion and all kinds of problems. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous. I've always been a simple minded person on this. Boy boy parts go to the boy parts bathroom. Girl parts go to the girl parts bathroom. I don't care how you yeah. feel about it. That 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 bathroom was built for you. Built for you. <laughs> your anatomy. That's the one you should go to. Not not this other. And so the, this legalization of it and what he's suggesting to do, there'd be no discrimination. A little eight-year-old, nine-year-old, 10-year-old going through hormone therapy, it's so as wrong. if they can actually decide that. Eight-year-olds, as one woman wrote about it, an eight-year-old can't make good decisions on how much sugar they intake, how much TV they watch, <laughs> how much they play video games, whether yeah. they do their homework or they have homework or not. They can't even make good decisions with that. But all of a sudden, when it comes to their gender, we think, oh, get out of the way. Yeah, They can make a good decision here. This is ludicrous. And this is, again, this is where America is headed. And even Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Democratic Party, they're spearheading this stuff. Your grandma at one time, parents, Democrats, like I look at the, I feel sorry for a lot of Democrats out there. This is not the party that it used to be. No. There, there is such an immorality. There is such a corruption. There is such a sinking. And as a Christian, I think that we have to become aware of this and realize, listen, this is stuff that we can't champion. That should, yeah. I can't believe any political leader would champion it. who wants to govern a whole people and is for this kind of nonsense instead of saying, hey, man, we need to be well. We need to be doing what's best for our kids in the long term, not just giving in to every little desire or fantasy they have. Yeah. Which is off base with the reality. Yeah. I think it comes back to the home and having parents. You know, the mom and dad are the ones that should be together. And the blessing of that, as they grow closer to God in their relationship with the other, the blessing of that is kids. Right. We have come into a state of mind that the kids are the center of the home. And when the kids say, I want McDonald's for lunch, then we get McDonald's for lunch. Right. And that's not about it. It's if you know, the parents say that we are going to go to, you know, Denny's or Bob Evans or wherever, that's where we're going. The right. kids deal with it. Right. There isn't five different choices at dinner. It's what mom makes. Right. Deal with it. Right. You know, if you were 18, you move out and you want to make a decision or you have an idea about your gender, well, okay, then deal with it then. But as an eight-year-old, you have no idea right. what's going on. I want to ask these parents, You would you let that eight-year-old then Run your home finances. Do you trust them to pay your car payment, the house payment, all these kind of things? No, you obviously wouldn't because they would mess it up. So why, and something so important is their gender, do we say, okay, we're going to do hormone therapy or we're going to say, you know, hey, when you're 12, we're going to go ahead and have the sex change. That's ludicrous. Well, it's and, and two, I mean, making the government pay for this. 
uh, making, you know, eventually laying, laying the platform where, yeah, doctors are forced to do this. There's a lot that goes into this. I mean, they're, they yeah. have to prevent puberty, which is super unnatural. Why are we not allowing that eight-year-old's body to develop? Let, let them go along, say, hey, honey, you know, okay, I understand you feel this way. Here's how you were born. Let's work on this. And I'm not talking about, you know, promoting gender stereotypes. You know, I get it. Mm -hmm. My daughter wanted to be a police officer. She was a girl. Okay, well, she should yeah. be allowed to be a police officer. If a girl's more of a tomboy, so be it. I, I don't have a guy who wants to yeah. cook and the wife doesn't. So be it. I'm not so talking yeah. about that. I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. Yeah. This is a warping of changing your parts. Yes. Changing, overhauling your body from what God puts you to be in some kind of discontentment with how God has made it. To me, it's very dangerous because our society never stops going downhill. And sometimes I was just talking to a couple of friends of mine the other day, and I said, it, some days I wonder how weird will we get? Like, yeah. how far will this go before Jesus Christ comes back himself and says, enough? Like, this is, this is, is just enough. enough. Guys, we have to wake up to what to, to to be able to call out nonsense for nonsense, and be able to call out unbiblical notions as um you know we are made male and female. That's a fact. Yeah. All right. That that there's two genders. There's male and there's female. God made us that way on a purpose. Let's celebrate that. Yeah. And let's under understand that. But this whole warping and allowing it to go on is only going to get more of it. At some point, you got to say, "Hey, I feel sorry for you." I certainly have compassion on on people that are in this kind of situation, but to encourage it, no. No, I, I think it's it's a really it's a call to to men to stand up and to say I'm not going to allow this in my home. I'm not going to allow this there. And and coming together with a, the wife or the woman and and saying we're going to protect our kids from this. Right. You know, if they're 18 and they go down their own road and they want to do something different, well then so be it. But and when they're under our roof, they are going to abide by our rules and they're going to go to church. They're going to do what they're told to do, and they're going to hear about it from God's word. Right. No, I agree with you 100. I think that we do need to come back to the standards of the Bible and look at that and not be afraid as a Christian of what the word of God. I'm not, I'm not interested in what people think about the stuff I'm saying on the show. Yeah. When I know biblically, no, this is what the Bible teaches. I'm willing to stand on that. I'm not afraid to stand on that. Mm -hmm. I'm not afraid to say what I think. I'm not afraid to disagree with people. That's what makes America what it is, right? We can, yeah. and we have that right. So Christian, don't, don't be afraid to, to stand your ground. Don't be a, afraid to speak truth. I think we should do it with compassion. I think we should do it with understanding. I think mm -hmm. that we have to understand that people only know what they're told. Um, is definitely a, a nation that's afloat, a, a society that's kind of adrift right now. We need to be praying for it. And I would say that, you know, pray for your leaders, uh, pray for peace in your day, uh, pray that people come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. But we certainly should be praying, obviously, with all the things yeah. going on. We need to be praying for our society. We appreciate each and every one of you uh, tuning in to the show. Adam, thanks for coming on oh, and doing thank it. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Uh, you all have a great and blessed week.